What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. And we're here on a tired Sunday day. Sunday. Sunday day. I don't make sense anymore. It is the end of the week. Monday is creeping upon us. And I am at a point in my work in progress where the days are just like, it's like a countdown to when I send it to my editor. Honestly. I thought you were going to say they were blurring together. I mean, that too, but like, I mean, that too, but also just like, it's definitely a countdown to like when I'm sending Blind Pass to my editor, I'm like almost done. I think I've got maybe two chapters left. Um, and then the rest of the time before I send it off, I'm going to be rereading and working on you know some things taking things out adding things whatever doing a reread for the second draft and then sending it to my editor and I'm excited Sophia and Emerson are literally draining me they're draining all of me I have (laughs) nothing to drink guys yes I have nothing left I'm also nursing just a tiny hangover (laughs) just a tiny one I um came in to visit my family in uh Virginia and uh we all got together and I drank wine and that's never like I could drink a glass of wine I could drink a glass of wine or I could drink a whole box of wine and I would still have the same headache so I just never never drinking wine again I hate it it hates me we don't get along but yeah so Stevie book world stuff what's going on with you no, just the usual. We're getting ready to go into a busy week of cover reveals. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, let's see. Oh, and then Gina Azy's releasing Sweet Talker on Wednesday, which is a phenomenal book, guys. Mm-hmm. And if you have not read this book, I want to read it. The Scotch Brothers. Oh, this is the one oh, where they're all. Oh wait. This is where the one where they're all named, the books are all named after shots, right? No. No? No, that is Charity Farrell's series. We were just talking okay. about that one. Listen, listen, the brain today. The brain today. Um, Sweet Talker is Gina's oh! new Boston hockey series. And yes! The new one, the next, the second book comes out March 1st, I believe is what she told me. Um. And as a Boston Bruins fan, risk taker. as a Boston Bruins fan, I'm upset that I got it confused. As a proud Boston Bruins phenom, like fan, phenom, I'm sad that I got that wrong. But yeah, I'm super excited. I'm ready to read it when um, I finish this. What else is coming out? Uh, Carly Phillips is releasing Dare to, Dare to Stay, I believe. Um it's mm-hmm. like the fourth novel in her Dare Nation series. And if you have not read her Dare Nation series, it's phenomenal. But other than that, I... there's a lot of books coming out this week. And um, shout out to a lot of the cover reveals that are coming this week. Tia Louise and Kennedy Fox and Tori Fox, Jocelyn Westbrook. My girl Leah Cole is releasing her cover and she will be here a little bit later. To chat with us, to have a little chat with us on this lovely Sunday. She is literally one of my favorite people in this whole world now. I've literally become really close with her and she is just the sweetest thing in the world. Um, Jean Wright just released her cover of Revenge of a Queen, which is this book two in her Black Hollow series. And it is, uh, it's hot. It's nice. I love it. I love being a good cover reveal. So, yeah, I love a good hot guy. I love a cool, I love, also, if you guys are listening to this, you guys should message us. How do you guys feel about illustrated covers? Does yeah, anyone like? I how you think about that, because we've had this discussion, me and MJ have had this discussion off air multiple times. Yeah, do you guys like illustrated covers? Is that something that you guys are into? Like, when you see an illustrated book cover, are you like, oh, that's something I want to read? Or are you more attracted to the, non-illustrative the hot guys the shirtless men stuff like that so just like whatever no opinion is wrong just like let us know it's for research uh dr rebecca sharp she has 
a, ser- a book that she, I think it's called Last Name, that she released a couple months ago, and that is an illustrated cover. Mm-hmm. And I actually really like illustrated covers. I I love them. I think for the right book, like I think if you're writing, now listen, if you're writing like an erotica BDSM book, I don't think a BDSM cover cover would be the best. Um, but. but I do think that if you're writing like, I think if you're writing, it's like a coming of age. When I think of a, an illustrated cover, I think of either a rom-com or I think of a coming of age novel, right? If you've ever read um, Five Feet Apart by Rachel, however you say her last name. I look, she did a Christmas one too. Look, I even pulled it up so you could see it. See, I love that. See, I either think of like, I either think of rom-com or coming of age and if you've read five feet apart uh by rachel something last name super good book she has an illustrated cover and i think it is so beautiful it's such a beautiful rendition for a cover and i i like them and i would eventually like to have a cover with um like an illustrated cover vibe so i want to know everybody's opinions like let us know see i love this cover this is this is last name and that's by Rebecca Sharp, right? Yes. Yeah, so see, I love those books. I love stuff like that. I love that. I love a good illustrated cover, especially if it does a really good job at representing the book. Exactly. But yeah, when I think of illustrated covers, I think of like coming of age novels. And I may or may not be writing one of those in the near future. <laughs> in the near future, guys. <laughs> um, I'll have more information about that a little bit later. Uh, it's my next work in progress, maybe, possibly. We shall see. We've after also Emerson been and Sophia kill her. Yeah, after Emerson and Sophia literally bury me in the ground because they are destroying me and my heart and soul. Um, also, another thing that you guys can let us know: what do you what do you guys like? Like, are you, are you more of like a firefighter or an MMA person? Like, what what is a series that you don't see enough of that you would like to see? Like, is it MMA? Is it Secret Baby? Is it firefighters? Is it baseball players? Like. What is a series that you don't see enough of that you would like to see personally? I want to know. Let me know. Dark romance, anything that you don't see enough of, let us know in like the comments, DM us, anything. Yeah, we also would love to know who you guys want to see on here. Like, who are your favorite authors? Who do you want to see us bring on and have a drink with and laugh with? Because Lord knows that's what we're all about. Oh, yeah. It's all about the laughs and the good times. And I'll talk to a wall. So, I mean, anybody. <laughs> like, I mean, just let us know what you guys, I mean, authors that you guys love and want to know more about. Like, we'll do the interviewing and you guys can do the listening. So, I mean, just, hell, even send us some questions if you want. If you have a question for an author and you're afraid to ask them, ask us. We will ask them. Absolutely. Or for me or Stevie, if you have questions about authoring, authoring, I'm going to use that as a word, authoring or blogging, (laughs) just like let us know. But yeah, so I'm super excited to get to talk to our guest today, but I think we're going to go ahead and hop on over there unless you got anything else you want to say, Stevie. Uh, We're here to help guys. Like, I was talking to a few people over the weekend, um, people who are starting podcasts and blogs, and don't be afraid to ask us, like, MJ and I don't bite. Bro, I am the most, I am the most talkative (laughs) person you will ever meet in your entire life. We're very friendly. (laughs) Absolutely, and it's like, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing, but I will do whatever I can to give you insight on what I am currently trying to do, I guess, right? I so I think that is like the like the funniest assumption is that we me and you actually know what we're doing with this podcast. Because we like, did so I don't have any idea what I'm doing at any point in time. We learned and we taught ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And I mean I'm sure that we have insight that we'd like to give you guys that will help you from hitting bumps in the way like we did. And like, there are probably things that we wish that we would have known before, you know, doing these. So yeah, reach out, ask us questions. All Talk kinds of we want to know who our fans are. Listen, look, we've gotten a lot of listens re- recently and we don't know who you guys are. We want to know who you guys are. <laughs> oh, Tell and me. also, 
Another good news. We forgot about this because I started this last night. And MJ might not remember us talking about this last week. Um, we are coming out with a newsletter. Did you just call me out? Did you just call me out on my bad memory on the podcast? I said you might not remember us talking. Exactly. You just called me out. You called me out. It was last week. I was just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but we are starting a newsletter. To keep you guys apprised of all the releases of episodes. Because I think when we first started, we kind of went in knowing that we would release episodes every other Friday mm-hmm. um quickly that changed yeah we're just fitting people in where we can yeah and I mean hell if you're an author and you want to be on the podcast just let us know we will make an episode for you I will talk to you tomorrow we were like, all <laughs> about release day episodes for authors just so yeah you guys can get that extra push and really that's why we're here today because Leah Cole this episode when you guys are hearing this perfect for you by Leah Cole will be released. It is a phenomenal book. It is book three in her Naples Harbor series. And it is Dylan and Reed's story. So shout out to her because she likes to write uh, stories about our hometown. So awesome. Exciting. I'm super excited about it. So let's go on and hop on over there and get to talking to her. Leah Cole worked as a trial attorney for over 10 years. Now she stays home with her three children, plotting stories while fetching snacks and running them back and forth to activities. She enjoys the freedom of writing romance after years of legal writing. She grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania and currently resides in Maryland with her family. Thank you so much for joining us, Leah Cole. Hi, thank you for having me. It is, uh, what is the weather like where you're at? I know that's like a super like, awful question to ask like oh let's talk about weather but what's the weather like where you're at it is cold but I have not been outside today just yeah, love it's it really cold I never go outside in the winter you just want to stay <laughs> in the house all the time um and I are in the same state so it's really cold Maryland I feel like is always cold though yeah just an assumption I feel like it's well, always cold no we have we can have all four seasons in a week so it's, it's okay it's Virginia's cold. the same way too <laughs> that is true Virginia is definitely the same way. Um, so we're super excited to get to talk to you about these books. Uh, we're going to go ahead and hop right into book questions with you. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm super excited to hear your answers. So in Only With You, which is book one, Hadley moves to New Orleans to Annapolis and meets Cade, who is a widow. And so what inspired you to write a character that's a widow? I feel like that's not just something that you're like, you know what, I'm going to do that. Because, I mean, that's, I feel like that's a very difficult character to write. So, like, what inspired you to do that? You know, I don't really have an answer for that. Um, I wrote that about a year ago, and I don't really remember what inspired me. I don't. Um, you know, I've had a relative die of cancer, so I've been through that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Um, I will say that um, Hadley, her background was that her, her mother had died. So both characters had dealt with grief. So I thought that was a good common ground for them. But I really don't remember what it was that clicked in my head that said, this guy is going to be a widower. It's just a feeling I had before I wrote the book that he was going to be grieving. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. And it's like grieving and kind of like finding love. And in that kind of like retrospect, I love that. It's super sweet, super cool. And I think that, um, also like understanding like like you said like with Hadley like understanding grief would you know obviously make a good pair because when you can understand each other in like those situations that you're going through when you're grieving somebody it really helps connect you as a couple right yeah so I love that and uh, Stevie's gonna take the next question um for those who don't know because Hadley is friends with Taylor from Easy Moves what yeah. you do a little bit of a crossover yeah so easy moves was written in Kristen Proby's Boudreaux world and so when I was plotting that one I knew I was going to be writing a new series for myself and it was either going to be in Florida or it was going to be in Annapolis Maryland and then as I was just developing the character I knew I wanted to have her have some connection to Maryland that she'd be coming back and I just had this idea for an all-female law firm 
So that's kind of where I got the idea. And obviously, um, Kristen Proby, if you don't know, her Bedrose series takes place in New Orleans. So yeah. Taylor is in New Orleans, but she moves from Annapolis there for a job. I love that you're like, oh my God, I'm going to make an all-woman law firm. That's badass. You like want to know women. the reason? Yes, so the, please. The reason is my husband is an attorney and he worked at an all-female law firm and it was like 25 women and him. So I would... <laughs> That's epic. I would would hear all these crazy stories. So, and they said he was a very calming presence with all the women and the fighting and, you know. Yeah. So that's where I got the idea. I'm like, that would be cool. And maybe at some point we'll have a male working at the law firm. No. That is like so badass. I love that. That's insane. I love what inspires books. That's just the coolest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I love that. Um, so book two, which is called Lost Without You, features Avery and a pain in the ass landlord, Griffin. <laughs> so who inspired these two characters? Was it somebody personally or? So Avery is probably the character that's most like myself. Okay. I, I have some social anxiety. Um, I was bullied as a kid. So that's where she comes from. And the landlord popped up in book one. I just knew there was this annoying landlord and that Avery was different with him. Like when she interacted with him on the phone, it, it was just different. It brought out, you know, she was a stronger person when she was talking to him and he didn't even have a name through book one. So I, I started with book two and I'm like, what is this guy's name? You know? <laughs> so that's where it came from. Sometimes, you know, something comes from my past or something I saw or something I've heard. And other times it just, I'm a pantser. So while I'm writing, it just comes out. Yeah, it's just like there. It's like randomly like, yeah, landlord. I yeah yeah, so I'm sorry to hear that you were bullied I also was bullied in like school so I totally relate to that probably not I mean I don't know if we were bullied for the same things but uh totally relate to that in having I think for me personally though it made me um I wouldn't say I have social anxiety but for me I think it made me like opposite like if I could make a joke before somebody else could so if I could be funny and be like the clown then people wouldn't make jokes about me so did that work um I think it I think it worked it got me through high school without like getting beat up (laughs) but like it got me through high school but I think it was a really bad coping mechanism as I got older because I was making like degrading jokes about myself before other people could so it was just like It was like, I was hurting myself and I didn't need to be. And so it took me a long time to kind of like, I can be funny without needing to feel like people are going to laugh at me. So I need to make a joke about myself. Right. So that was difficult. But um, yeah, was there like a certain thing that you did to like overcome yours? Like when you went through that? Um, as I got older, it just kind of stopped. I don't know when you were stopped. I feel like the older we got, people matured and it just kind of fell to the wayside and, you know, it wasn't an issue anymore. Yeah. So, but I think it always kind of stays with you a little bit and maybe yes, that's why there. I have a little bit of social anxiety. Even when Stevie asked me to do this podcast, I was like, that's a great opportunity. Yeah. I'll get back to you on that because speaking in public makes me nervous. Even though I was a trial attorney for seven years, I got <laughs> nervous got nervous every time I went in court and I had to speak so that part has never gone away well I mean listen we all have like our I love talking to people I think if I can make I think if I can make somebody who doesn't like talking to people and like have a good time okay so if like you have a good time on this podcast I have succeeded in life I agree that is how I feel that is how I feel okay I enjoy I don't know talking to people is just something I don't know I I don't think I've ever really been in a situation where I've had to like speak in front of a trial no I'm not I've never had to do that I would probably be nervous but no I just like I said I just try to be funny and hope that the joke breaks the tension in the room and if it doesn't then it's just gonna be awkward for the rest of the time (laughs) that's a good plan though that usually works if the joke lands, it's like a comedian. (laughs) I'm not very funny. So that doesn't really work for me. But you could like, listen, I don't, I don't think I'm funny half the time either. I just say stupid stuff that make people laugh. Yeah. We balance each other out very well. Yes, we do. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) And Stevie, you got the next question. Um, Now I know most readers most likely don't know, already know this answer. I do. And you've already said it, but um, 
what inspired your love of writing a small town Maryland romance series? So I live in Maryland. I grew up in a small town and I am an attorney. So that's what I know. So that's what I'm writing about. She said, watch this. I'm going to take every, I'm going to take my <laughs> life and I'm going to write about it. <laughs> well, that's where the similarities pretty much end though, I would say. Yeah. Because the characters also- are all different. But she also likes making it very realistic, Maryland, in there. She takes all the places that she's been and puts them in there. Yeah, so I'm also a history major. So I love historic small towns. Like when I wrote my first series, I went to the Eastern Shore. I visited Chestertown. I took pictures. I did research. So my husband's like, you could just make a, you know, make up a town. I'm like, nope, it's got to be real. And I like to put in the real names of the restaurants and the coffee shops and make it as realistic as possible that's super cool she used the rusty scupper in the last one which made me so happy because i love the rusty rusty scupper scupper from my house (laughs) (laughs) that is so cool i i love that i could never do that because my town is literally the size of a peanut like it's the town you the town you live in or the town you write about the town i grew up in so I, I don't write, I haven't wrote a small town romance. I plan on writing one, but I just know, like, I think I could give the feel of small town because I grew up in one my whole life and I just recently moved to like a bigger city, but I cannot, I, I, I know that I could give a feel of a small town, but I could not write about my town because we have like two stoplights, a Dollar General and a Valero. <laughs> okay, so my small town has one light. And I don't think they even have any like restaurants or grocery stores anymore. It's everything's moved out. So I don't write about my small town, but you know, the people I went to kindergarten with are the same people I was in high school with. We knew each other forever. Um, Why is my life? (laughs) (laughs) I had to get out of there. I had to move. Yes. It was going (laughs) to drive me insane. And like my, when I tell people, so where I live now is a little bit bigger. And so uh, I live in like Greensboro, North Carolina now. And so like when I tell people like, you know, oh, this is how many people I had in my graduating class. And I think I, we maybe, maybe had like 115 or something. And we had 80. Yeah. See, (laughs) when I tell people that they're like, are you serious? And I, did you go to a private school? And I was like, nope. Nope, I graduated with the same people that I learned how to walk with in preschool. Like, it's literally insane. So, yeah. And then, like, people write these small-town romances, and I read them, and I love them, but I'm like, where are all these hot guys in my (laughs) small town? It's a fantasy, though, right? Exactly, exactly. (laughs) My Um, senior class had 485 kids. Must be nice. That was probably more than my whole high school. Yeah, pretty much. I feel but that. I also lived in Anne Arundel County, so and that's a pretty big county. So all the schools are pretty, pretty populated. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is populated in Maryland. But yeah, so yeah, small towns for the for the W. Um, so perfect for you is Dylan Reed's story with and without giving too much away, can you tell fans what they can expect from that story? So it all starts with a blind date. Dylan, yeah, Dylan, not only with the law firm, she has this nonprofit that Hadley started called Mm -hmm. Kids Speak, and she wants Reed to be her spokesperson. She thinks he would be a great spokesperson. She's attracted to him. So she wants the blind date to be with him. And it becomes a bit of a business thing for her. She really wants him to be the spokesman, and he hates publicity, hates the media. He wants nothing to do with her. So, and he is keeping a little secret, everybody. So you'll have to read to find out what that is. Forewarning. She's like foreshadowing. Just prepare yourself. (laughs) No. um, Yeah. So first of all, I like, I like the idea of her being like very like business oriented. Like, I really think that you're attractive, but like, I really just need you to be the spokesperson for me. Like, please. And thank you. And then we can be done with this. And he's just like, no, sorry, not happening. (laughs) Nope. I'm the last person you want. I am super excited to read that. Um, And Stevie, you can take the next question. Reed was a little different from Griffin and Cade's characters who were a little, yeah. Cade was the contractor and Griffin's more of a businessy type and he's a professional athlete. What, who inspired Reed's character 
So this is a funny story. So originally Dylan was supposed to be with Nolan. Do you remember who Nolan is? Yes, Nolan is Cade's brother. Right. And then oh. Andrew, you know Andrea Johnston, the author? Yes. She yes. was reading book one and she messaged me and she said, Who are you hooking Nolan up with? And she told me who she thought, you know, he should be with. I should be with someone. He's very anti-commitment. She's like, he's, you know, is it gonna be a surprise pregnancy? Is it gonna be a single mom? What is it? And I'm like, no, Nolan cannot be with Dylan. It doesn't make any sense. So at the time I was writing Lucky Catch. That's a little fo football novella I wrote mm -hmm. for Kristen Proby's With Me in Seattle series. And I loved writing about football players. So I just had this idea. What if, you know, she needs a spokesman. And I don't know if you remember, but in Easy Moves, they were talking about bringing in professional athletes to help with the program. Mm -hmm. So she tries to get the Baltimore football team involved. And that's how Reed came in. So I love sports. <laughs> so yeah, I was, about to be, I was about to ask, are you a sports fan? <laughs> I, yeah, I was an athlete and I love football. I love, you know, baseball, ice hockey. Ah! Yeah, hockey for the W, bro. And we I live love in a hockey. great state for sports. <laughs> Maryland? Yes. Oh, so I'm from Pennsylvania. So I'm a big Steeler fan, Penguin fan. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. My dad would literally be like losing his mind right now. <laughs> my dad's a huge Pittsburgh fan. I'm not, I mean, football was literally all we had in our town. It was like everybody was there to watch football every Friday night. And so I don't know, football was just never something that I like watching, but my dad's a huge football fan. But I love, love ice hockey. I love hockey. Hockey is the love of my life we are caps fans here <laughs> must be nice i'm a boston bruins fan so it's all right um but yeah so that's super cool to know that you're a sports fan awesome so um you're also releasing another quick snap novelia on february the 15th which is a part of kristen proby's with me in seattle universe yes what can fan fans blah, blah, blah. what can fans expect from this novella? So this one has a lot. It's a second chance, forbidden, a brother's best friend, teammate's little sister, romance. So there's a lot going on there. Um, they had one I heard forbidden and you had me hooked. I was like, yeah. yeah. So it starts out, they had one night in college and then he gets drafted. She stays and finishes college. And then mm -hmm. she ends up interning for his team and her brother is his teammate. So that's all. <laughs> we love it. We're here yeah. for it. I love a good older brother. I love that or younger brother or just brother in general versus the best friend but was like I so I have a, a crap ton of younger siblings and so I just always think it's funny so when I'm reading like these books that are like oh best friends older brother or best friends brother or sister or something of that nature I just think it's funny because I'm like I I, I just know, like, I just, there's no way. I, I, like, when I look at my little brother's friends, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. I could never, I could never. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's, and I've known some of them since like, we were like super young. And so my youngest brother, I met my closest in age to me, brother. Um, we've like, we grew up together. So like, I know his friends, he knows my friends, but yeah, I just look at them and I'm like, there's no, there's, uh, there's no way. I could never, I could never. And I just always think that it's super cool just reading books like these are like seriously some of my favorite tropes to read. And I just think it's super funny. Yeah. Um, well, it's like arranged marriage or fake relationship doesn't really happen too much in real life, but it's one of my favorite tropes. Yeah. <laughs> True story. Who doesn't love an arranged marriage? <laughs> Gosh, please somebody hook me up with a billionaire. Please. Right? I need that in my life right now. <laughs> All right, Stevie, you can take the last so what's question. what's next for you in 2021 besides, well, and we have uh, book four comes out and I think May 11th. Uh, yeah, book four is coming out May 11th. And then I also have a related novel, a crossover coming out in Kern Michael's Salvation Society. It's called Impassioned. And that's going to be Avery's brother. Avery's in book two. Her brother, mm -hmm. Mason, he is a Navy fighter pilot. Ooh, I love Army not army military like, you know I mean? military that's what i mean yeah that's military single dad Ooh, that sounds really good and that okay. takes place in virginia yeah oh my god what part of virginia virginia beach okay that's the total opposite of where i'm at but yeah cool place <laughs> <laughs> i was like total opposite of where i live but yeah virginia beach is cool um that's where i spent like all of my vacation time when i was young um but yeah so like 
what's your what would you say your biggest goal for 2021 would be for yourself write more books <laughs> yeah right just write faster <laughs> yeah I need to get my life together and write more books I, we talked to an author the other day we talked to Nikki Ash the other day and I don't know if you ever read Nikki Ash's books I haven't yet but I listened to her podcast okay so when she was talking about how quickly she writes these books right like she's like it took me four weeks to write this whole book and I'm like I need to get my life together and she's like oh I'm like four books ahead and I was like yeah <laughs> no she's she said she was a year ahead yeah yes, no, okay, sorry like a, a year two years in advance a okay. year I, I don't know how that works I was like ma'am I could never I could never I was just like that's the most that's so impressive I can't um so now we're gonna move on and transition to writing questions so I'm gonna take this portion of it since I'm the writer of, half of us, us. <laughs> and uh then Stevie will take the reading questions after that um so your love of storytelling like what made you want to write a book or I guess you know not want to be a trial attorney anymore okay so I always wanted to be a writer as a kid okay and my parents talked me out of it they're like no you'll never make any money um and they convinced me to go to law school <laughs> So after I had my third kid, my husband's like, you really should write that book you've always wanted to write. And I'm like, nope, don't have any Harry Potter ideas in my head. There's no way. (laughs) We had another friend in law school who had been trying to get published for like 10 years. I'm like, there's no way. I'm too impatient. If I wrote a book, I'd want to publish it immediately. I would not want to wait for someone to finally approve it. Yeah. And I started reading indie books and I saw all these other, you know, women doing it and, you know, moms, stay-at-home moms. I saw, you know, Rachel Higginson has five kids and she can do it. So I was like, well, if she can do it, I can do it with three kids. So that's kind of how it started. And he's like, go take an hour and go plot a book. And that was my first book, Choose Me. I absolutely love the support system from the hubby. Okay, yeah. can we talk about how sweet this is? Yeah, he's been my biggest support. He's been, he was telling me for years, you need to write that book. I love that. Oh like, God. there's no wizards in my head or, you know, from Harry Potter. There's nothing there. No fairies, <laughs> nothing. And then they said, no, you should write what you like to read. So romance boom there it is we figured it out so um do you have a set schedule when you write like do you sit like like you said when he said like go sit down an hour and plot a book like now do you have a set schedule of you know how much you write a day or what time you write that kind of thing yeah as soon as I wake up in the morning I get out my laptop and I start writing and my goal for the day is 2,500 words Mm -hmm. um I only get about 45 minutes in because I have I'm home with the kids Yep. So then after lunch, when they're watching TV, I'll work again. And then at night, once they go to bed, but usually at night, I'm just doing administrative stuff because mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not, I don't feel very creative at night. I'm just too tired. I'm the complete opposite of that. I feel like I need to be on that schedule. I feel like I need to be on that schedule. I want to be on that schedule, but every single time I wake up early in the morning, all I can think about is coffee and going back to bed. <laughs> Nothing creative well, happens. So if I leave my bed, the kids will find me and then I will have to get them breakfast. So um, I send them off to the TV for a little bit so I can get some work done. I, I cannot, I I feel, I feel like I feel more creative at night. I don't know what it is about the nighttime. It just, it gets the, the writing juices are flowing at night. Yeah. It's just whenever you're able to do it. Right. Cause I I feel better in the morning when I'm fresh. Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel like, and I know people that literally, they don't even have like a schedule. They just write whenever they feel like writing. So like, they, um, I talk, I know this one author who she was like, literally she was at a dinner party. She was eating with her friends, like her friends were over or whatever. One of her friends said something super funny. And she was like, I'll be right back. And like runs into her home office, sits down at her computer. And is like, let me just write down these few words real quick. And like wrote like, a thousand words while this dinner party is like taking place I was like hey whatever yeah I can write down ideas but that's about it <laughs> yeah, I was like that's, come to me. I was like that's the coolest thing ever but um okay ever do it huh I don't think I could ever do it yeah you could I'm too organized <laughs> so you could do it so when I first started out my husband's like no you need to plot you need to outline everything you're so organized right because I yeah. outlined everything in law school I had like you know, I don't know 50 page outlines for every subject he's like no you how can you write a book and not have an outline but I can't do it I'm a complete pantser <laughs> I'm a complete. mixture of I'm a mixture of both I would say so 
I kind of just do a loose base outline and then go from there. But I think mostly for me, it's just developing the characters. Like I do a really extensive outline of like the characters themselves so that I get a good feel for them. And so when they're like talking to me or whatever kind of crazy terminology I want to use to say when I am conveying them, um, that's just what works for me. So yeah, I want to be, I want to be a pantser. I want to be an organizer person. Like there are, it's like, when I hear some people talk about how they do it, like, okay, like when you say you're a pantser, I just know that you can sit down on a computer and you just write the chapter and you're like, okay, we're going to do this next and then write the chapter. And I'm like, I can't, I can't <laughs> teach me. <laughs> well, I'm the same way. I know the characters before I start. I know what mm -hmm. their emotional wound is. And that's kind of all I know. Their job, <laughs> yeah. their emotional wound, what drives them. And then that writes the story basically. But I do feel like I don't have anything planned when I sit down. I just sit down and write usually. That's sometimes impressive. sometimes I'll have something planned, but, but the best stuff seems to come out when I'm just writing. That's literally impressive. That's so impressive. Okay, so um, one of the more popular questions that uh, I feel like is asked is how do you handle negative feedback? Because it's very, very, it's a thing that happens in this world. Yeah, it's rough. So I will look at the reviews, especially in the beginning and one book in particular where everyone was like complaining about the heroine. Okay. I, I will take note of that. And I'm like, okay, what could I have done <laughs> so that everyone didn't hate the heroine? Um, but other than that, I only look at it in the beginning and then I kind of, I won't look at them again because once the book goes free or something, then you start getting really nasty reviews from people who maybe aren't in your genre or... So it doesn't, those reviews don't really help me when they're really nasty, but if it's yeah. something critical where I can fix it for the next novel, then I do look at that, especially if everyone is saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. I think, I think that there, it's really hard for me personally. I mean, I'm getting better at it every single book, but I think it's really hard for me personally to separate um, kind of the criticism and like points that I want to take from it and not focusing on like, super nasty stuff and so it's super hard to just like separate those things for me um because I, I do feel like I wear my heart on my sleeve but I'm like oh stop it so I have to get my life together when I do that and I've gotten like better at it as I go um so last writing question do you have like a weird thing that you do when you write like do you eat Twizzlers or like when you write or something like that <laughs> so my kids will tell you I eat tons of chocolate and they tell them that's how my brain works. It runs off chocolate. Yes, which is I, not good. What's your favorite chocolate? I just eat Hershey's chocolate. Oh Nothing interesting. Oh I'm my God. I like green cups. I don't even, I'm trying to like, okay, first I just blanked on like what kind of candy I like. I think Kit Kats would have to be my favorite. But yeah, so I think it's super cool trying to figure out like different weird quirks that each author has. So yes, Leah Cole eats chocolate that's how she <laughs> fuels these books for you yeah um brain food uh, but that's the last question for me for writing questions and stevie's gonna take over reading questions what is the first book that ever made you cry i thought about this and i don't remember all the books i read but i can remember crying to little women oh yeah. no when beth, is it bath when beth dies yes <laughs> when she's sick and laying there oh Wait, are we every talking? time I think about that movie and that book we're talking about the movie with uh, Timothy Chalamet in it because if we're talking about the movie with the Tim with Timothy Chalamet the guy with the really curly hair and he has a love interest with this girl and she like turns him down she's so much younger than me so she knows the newer versions and I'm like oh okay well <laughs> I read I don't I watched the movie and because it, it was like a big thing and I watched it and then the only time that I cried was when he she like turned him down like he like confesses her love for him or whatever her and he like she's like no I'm fine I don't know are if we're talking are you talking about the one from two years ago maybe yes I'm okay. pretty sure okay yeah, I was so this is the book like when I read the book as a child I remember crying okay I was like we're going back guys okay all right so all right little women um what is your favorite most underappreciated book so I don't know if it's underappreciated because I don't really know if other people know about it, but I would say Rachel Higginson's The Opposite of You. Oh, good book. Put this you did you read it? Yes. 
favorite book of all time. She signed it for me. <laughs> Let me just like put this on my TBR real quick. I always list like listening to these questions because I always get she new, always gets new ideas. I get new books in my TBR. I mean, obviously, I have a uh, a giant collection of myself, but then my Kindle <laughs> completely fulls it. <laughs> I don't have many paperbacks. This is literally the only one I have right now because my kids' <laughs> books take up all the bookshelves, unfortunately. And I, I usually love read cover. Yeah, and I her husband did it. I think he does all of her covers. Most of mine are all uh, our older series like Twilight and Fifty Shades, Divergent, Hunger Games. Um, there was a series that Kate Bryan did, God, it's probably close to 12 years ago, called Private. And I have all the books from that series. I don't know and that one. That was a private school series. It was like Richie, rich kids in a private school that got away with murder and things like that. It's a really great series, but I collected her books after that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite authors to read? Um, Kristen Proby, Sawyer Bennett. I love Sawyer Bennett. Oh, she's a one click. I buy everything she writes. I don't know though. She's doing, <laughs> she's doing paranormal, I think, and I'm not into paranormal, so I won't be able to read those probably. Um, Piper Rain, obviously. Yes. Uh, we talk about often with them. <laughs> I mean, they're really... Basically, whatever Stevie reads, that's what I read. Yeah, she always asks me. She's like, what are you, what are you reading? Have you read this yet? <laughs> Tell me what to read next, because you are get you everything a, first. Are you a secret baby lover, too? Um, is secret baby where, is that where they have the baby and then the guy doesn't know about it for a while? Or is it just surprise? I think it's, it can be cl classified as surprise and secret baby. So secret babies normally can be broken down into surprise baby. So surprise baby would be like a uh, Rome story from Piper Rain, uh, the the birth of a secret ba secret daddy. Yeah. So that one could be a secret baby because technically she didn't know who the father was right yeah no I do like those I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with them but I do like them Stevie um, I'm gonna yeah. give her like a mug that said obsessed with secret baby tropes look Nikki That's Asher's the do. queen of doing secret babies I, I grew from her it's <laughs> that struggle is real with her <laughs> I think isn't there an anthology coming out later this year and it's all uh, secret baby knocked up. it's knocked up and it's got um, Kaylee Ryan and Lacey Black are doing a, a book in there. Um, Nikki Ash is actually organ organizing it. Oh, okay. And yeah. she'll be in it. And there's a bunch of authors in there. I mean, it is jam-packed full of really good authors doing some secret baby books. <laughs> it's going to be a good anthology. Yeah, I bet. She's excited. <laughs> I am very excited. I signed up the first day it got announced. Um, what are some of your favorite books to read? Oh, books. Okay. Um, well, I already told you the opposite of us in that whole series I've reread like a billion times and I don't usually reread books. The Witness by Nora Roberts, I've reread a lot. I love that book. I love that book. I love, I Nora, love Roberts. Nora Roberts. She's just yes. awesome. I just, well, if there's a, if there's a police officer in the book, I'm going to read it. There's just no question. And there was a police <laughs> officer in that one. I don't know if that's a trope, but that's what I will read every time. Police officers. Oh, I love I that. I like a good police officer one. You have one? I No, I like a good one. Um, yeah. There is a series. I'll have to look it up and then send you the name of it. But there's a, a series out. of It's a New Orleans series. Do you like darker, edgier romance? No, no. Okay. All right. Because it's like, if you like MC and like darker and edgier, there's this book by Gina Darling called um, Crap. If you wouldn't have, if I wouldn't have just been talking about it, I wouldn't tell you what it is, but it's got a police officer in it. And his name is Detective Danner. He goes by, his name is Lionel. And the heroine calls him Lion. And it's the cute, it's literally the most amazing story ever. I love it. It's my favorite police officer love story ever. I will definitely check it out. It is called, wait, what? I got to think about, give me like, Good Gone Bad. That's what it's called. Okay. It's super good. And you, it may inspire you to read the others in the Fallen Men series, which is super good. But they are kind of darker. The rest of them are, the rest of them are. I'm writing it down. And then A Very Bossy Christmas by Kaylee Loring. Yes, it's such a good book. Now, so I just discovered her this year. 
So that's a good question. Who did you discover this year? Oh, yeah, we should add that. Yeah. We should. And hopefully people say me. Just kidding. Jokes. <laughs> jokes, jokes, jokes. <laughs> oh, here it is. Here's the series. It's called, it's by Maria Louise. Oh, yeah. Or Lewis. The Noble Hart novels. Yes, I did read that. Gage? So, His name yes, is Gage. They're all cops. <laughs> and I love it. I'm obsessed with them. And I yeah. love that they're like the one grandmother is a very like witch doctory type um because she because they're in new orleans and i've visited new orleans so i absolutely love the the witch doctors type of stuff when we go down there it's fun so questions so yes we're gonna move to trope questions speaking of tropes we've been like talking about them um so what is your personal favorite tropes to write and why i seem to write a lot of opposites attract and i don't mean to it's just i get to the end i'm like what was the trope there and it's like opposites attract again um and then I, I like single dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've written one fake relationship, but I'd love to write more. And are I you and your, go ahead, are you sorry. And your, you're okay. Are you and your husband like opposite attract? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, maybe a little bit. So when we first met in law school, he was on the state's attorney side, which is a prosecutor. And I was on the criminal defense side. <laughs> we <laughs> argued about that. <laughs> We argued about that a lot. And that was the premise for the third book of my first series, Burn For Me. Mm-hmm. You're on the opposite side of the courtroom. Love it. I'm here for that. I am all about your single dad because your take a chance on me with single dads was one of my favorites. And he was a cop. Yes, my two favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> Blended it right on in. I love that. That's one of my favorite books. I like I, that one. That I was the first book I read of yours. So what happened in that book happened in my high school. That's where I got that from. Al, uh, MJ, you got to read that book. You have, that book is, it's the, the TBR list. I, so listen, I, I reviewed that book. The TBR list is insanely long. I, re- I don't know if I read that I, review. I'm going to have to go look now. It is, it is well, literally no, in there. That's how we, uh, that's how I got to, to remember it was through a website. It was. I'll have to try to look it up, but I know I wrote a review on that one. Is that the first one you read of mine? Yes. And that's how I got attached to all those characters and went back and read the first series. Uh, that's then, probably one of my favorite books. I like that book. It's I sad, think, but it's such a good book. I think for me, I think it's Fireman. There's something Ooh, really, really too. attractive about yes, Fireman. That too. I'm wanting to write a, I'm like torn at the moment for 2020. Like I have a book dates planned, but I haven't decided if I want to write a firefighter, like a hotshot firefighter series, which like they fight wildfires. Cause I just think there's something so much more attractive about men fighting huge raging wildfires in the dangerous firefighter book. And now I got to remember which one it is. And yeah, so I think firefighters is it for me. There's, oh, Unraveled uh, really by Alexa Chase. I don't think I've read that one. Um, that comes out on Thursday. It's part of the, of the um, Kay Bromberg's Everyday Heroes Project. Oh, okay. And then there was another one that came out a couple weeks ago, and it is, I think it's called Let It Be Me by Kate Nolan, I think is what it is. Mm, okay the tbr it just keeps getting longer and longer and longer and that's part of her mix it in where they're all um foster kids i love that um okay so cv you can take the next trope question what's one trope you would love to write but haven't written yet beauty and the beast oh i like it i love every beauty and the beast book i've ever come across are you talking about like a re like a retelling of Beauty and the Beast, or yeah, like, like a, a scarred hero who's all grumpy? Oh yeah, and the sweet heroine. You're gonna oh my god! Listen, if you like okay, if you like the Good Gone Bad by Gina Darling, if that gets you interested, then you're gonna have to write well read Welcome to the Dark Side because that is literally the definition of Zeus <laughs> and Lulu. Like, he is this grumpy, attractive, long-haired, bearded man, and she is a preacher's daughter. 
uh, well, uh, her grandfather owns a church. And so she's like this light, shiny beam, and he's like this dark thing. And so they're super Beauty and the Beast vibes. It's super cute. I'm with it. I'll have to check it out. You have to. But yeah, read The Good Gone Bad first. And then if you like it, if you like that, then you will like the other ones. Um, But yeah, so why Beauty and the Beast? I don't know. I just love it. It's my favorite Disney movie. I love Grumpy Heroes. Something so attractive about it. <laughs> yeah, and they're like softies underneath. Yeah, I just love and they're like, usually they're scarred and hiding from the town or whatever. And everyone talks about them. Yeah. And they live in these creepy old houses. But when you go inside of them, it's like actually super pretty. <laughs> I just read Nicole one that was just Snow like that. One like that. Who does? Nicole Snow. Okay. It's her, uh, I forget what the, I'll have to send you the name of the series, but she's got a whole series where one of them like hides, his name is Nine, I think. And he hides in the woods. But that was because he was in jail and he was wanted for something. But it, it was something he didn't do. Of course. Of course, he didn't do it. But it was cute. I really liked it. And he didn't know that he, like... Imagine if he did. He comes back because one of the girls, uh, the girl's sister is missing and he helps. But he's like this here, like this unsung person who hides in woods and builds things. And he's actually really... It's like very caveman-esque. Okay. Okay. I have a question that we did that's like random, but when you read books that are like like police officer or like law involved, do you are you ever like that's not accurate at all? Well, I don't know all the police procedures and stuff, but legal like attorney stuff in yeah. courtrooms, yes, it drives me crazy. Oh my god, I just know that she's like reading a book where it's like this is inaccurate, like it's not right. Yes. And in fact, I had a beta reader read my first book and it was an attorney and a police uh-huh. officer and she was criticizing the law. I was like, I'm actually an attorney. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like Dr. I, Mike from YouTube that criticizes Grey's Anatomy and all the medical shows because he's an actual doctor. Yeah. That's so funny. I love that. So I wanted to know that. Um, what is one trope you will never write and why? <laughs> is it is it a trope to say like bully is that a trope yeah it's definitely a trope okay because I don't I have to have nice guys I can't do the bully thing um (laughs) I have trouble writing enemies to lovers so I try I try and then they're too nice like lost without you was supposed to be enemies to lovers but I ended up all off page because I just couldn't do it I love a good I love enemies to lovers I think it's like my favorite I write it though. I just can't. The guy's got to be nice. And every time I'm writing it, my editor is like, the guy's too nice for enemies to lovers. That's what Nikki Ash said about one of her books. She's like, I just can't do it. They're just, they don't come across me. I'm the complete opposite. I'm writing book four right now. And it was supposed to be enemies to lovers. And the cover reveal is going out next week. I'm like, you got to erase enemies to lovers. It's just not like a little bit, but not enough to like, I don't want to disappoint anyone. Yeah. I can write a gruff, grumpy hero, but not like true enemies to lovers. I'm the complete opposite of that. Mine are too mean. <laughs> so I'm going to have to read yours so I can get some tips. Um, yeah, you're more than welcome. I would definitely totally recommend that you read. Um, they're all standalones in the series, so you can read in whatever order you'd like to. But definitely Kai's book, which is book three. It's called Shattered Ice. He's definitely major <laughs> asshole but it's oh, fine yeah. I he's love just... him I love him long time he's got he's got reasons I love him long time but yeah so I love it is, is that ice hockey too mm-hmm. yeah so oh, I, I do write... love hockey yeah so I Her write a hockey, hockey oh that's perfect okay yeah I'm working on the fourth book right now and it's like physically emotionally it's literally taking... two chapters away from finishing the fourth <laughs> book yeah just it's driving like, her nuts <laughs> Literally gonna make me bang, bang my head into the wall. But yeah, 10 out of 10, you should definitely read it because literally as soon as I finish this work in progress, your book is the first, like your series is the first one on my TBR to read. That's because awesome. I try to do this before we have these podcasts, but then I'm like, see the months where I'm writing, it's just difficult because <laughs> I just don't want to get sidetracked. And so, yeah, yeah but they like the first one's on there. So I will definitely like leave a review and like send you a message and let you know that it's amazing because if Stevie likes it, then nine times out of 10, I'm going to love it. And, and it appears that I need to make a blog with a TBR list on it because apparently my TBR lists are where it's at now. Yes. 
I listen to these podcasts and I'm like, Stevie, what book was that that you recommended? So I've still got to listen to the Piper Rain one and figure out which one you were talking about because if you want dark and scary, come to MJ. I'll give you, I got, I got some, Yeah, I got she some handles books. the dark and scary and I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm the opposite. I need like nice guys. Yeah, no. I was able to finish Perfect for You this morning and then um, they're eventually nice they're like they're nice they just have like asshole very asshole tendencies it's 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 okay like it, it will get we'll, we'll get to the point I mean, where it, be this, nice. is, this is getting ridiculous it's extensive <laughs> it's getting crazy there's all of these are new and uh so stevie is going to take our last trope question before we have to sadly wrap it up because it's our last question of the evening um, it- you were in a book. Which trope would you want for your story? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, hmm. Everyone always has to think about this. It's fine. Yeah, you, you, didn't, uh, you didn't give me this one ahead of time. So I'm sorry. That was mine. That I apologize. You deleted the questions on me. <laughs> if I could have anything, I think it would be fake relationship arranged marriage. Listen, he needs me. He needs me to marry him for the money, and I will do it. Yes, me. I'm, I'm in for a billionaire. Yes, there he needs is... to inherit that money, and I'm going to help him. Oh my god! Maybe gosh. a surprise pregnancy. I blanked on the. Hey, name it of could this. be both. Right. Both. Listen, I don't want to do a surprise pregnancy. I I want to do enemies to lovers. I want somebody to like hate me so good. <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't want to do a surprise pregnancy. Um, but yeah, so I am blanking on this book that I know that you will love. And so when we get off of here, I'm going to look it up on Goodreads and I'm going to send it to you because I literally cannot remember it. But it is Beauty and the Beast. And he is a, it's like a billionaire, like arranged marriage thing. Ooh, perfect. And she's like a strong female. And I don't know why I'm forgetting it. I could tell you the whole plot, like back to back. But it's like, basically, he's like this rich guy and she owns a restaurant in New Orleans. And her, um, basically her mom gets sick and she's like trying to like fork money up for taking care of her mom. And he needs her to marry him for his money because his dad was like, you know, if you don't get married by like this age, I'm taking your money away from you. And so they like need each other. It's super sweet. He's an asshole and she just does not put up with it. And she's got an accent. And you know, when you like read books and the dialect, the dialect is so good that you can like hear that New Orleans like accent. That's how <laughs> this is. That's how this is. It's so good. And when I get off of here, I'm going to look it up and I'm going to send it to you because you'll like it. Yeah. That's have you read Charity Farrell yet? Me? Yeah. I have. Yeah. Did you read Stir, Stirred and Shaken? Not yet. No. Oh, that is so good. One. Okay. So Jamie and Cohen's book is probably hands down one of the best books I've ever read. On my list. There's, there's her list is so long now. See, this is what happens when you talk to Stevie. (laughs) In this book, and I only thought of it because literally straight up book three in the series just came up on my Kindle. Um, that there's a scene in there that I swear would make a it would make such a good movie. It would, it would be hands down probably one of the best sell, like a best movie scene ever the way that they talk to each other so it, it's a it is a brother uh sisters how would you classify uh, that sisters ex-boyfriend oh snap oh this is uh, where we get we this is Owen, where we get Owen is the father of Jamie's ne- uh, nephew Oh, okay. Well, and they have not seen the baby in five years since her sister took off. So it, that's how long it's been since she's seen Cohen. So oh, she falls in love with Cohen. Okay. And awesome. the sister is just like aloof. She's like really crazy, but it's, it's a <laughs> me, it's book. Me. It's part of her Twisted Fox series. And it also crosses over with her. Uh, what is the blue? blue creek or her other it's another series that she wrote that it crosses over with that you see a lot of the characters in both of them okay yeah i've read a few of hers but not the newest ones it's but, it's good but yes so when we get off here i will definitely send you what this book name is because i'm looking for it currently however that is our last question for you and we are so thankful that you were able to get on here and talk to us 
and we've had such a fun time and I will leave this spot open for you to say anything that you would like to say to your readers or listeners about anything cool you want to say so thank you for having me first of all and and second of all stay with me is gonna be 99 cents starting on Wednesday oh we got a sale it's a sale alert oh grab it. it good sale and that is a surprise pregnancy second chance romance look at that all right well thank you so much for joining us we have had so much fun thank you